When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I think I would be freaked out as a dude that has never done it before. Like, I get why you'd be, like, freaked out by Not it. Not to brag, but you just kind of know what to do. Shut up. You know what I mean? You're so stupid. It just takes over, dude. You just get on the floor of you a sticky-ass movie theater. You just know. You just know in X-Men 2, X-Men United, you're about to bring it home. <laughs> shit they don't tell you i'm nikki limo hello buddy iceman here and uh we have a lot more questions from you just a disclaimer we are not experts at anything so if you asked a question and you want an answer from a not expert this is the place if you wanted like (laughs) an expert who has thoroughly researched and has credentials in your department of questioning this is not the place. Then why are you such a snob? Exactly. Well, apparently you're not because you submitted questions here and you probably knew That's that true. you That's were not true. dealing with okay. questions I'm here. sorry. That being said, we're going to try to give you our best answers, like to actually like help you and tell you some shit that they don't tell you that we wish they would have told you and us. Exactly. Um, so well put. Also, if you would like to submit a question to the podcast, you could... Submit it to podcast at Nikki.limo. Also, we have lots of kitties here. Yeah, we have lots Hello. and lots of kitties, and they all want to be part of the they show. They are all part of the show. That's what you're getting. You're getting a package-ass mm-hmm. deal mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. when you listen to this show. Maybe not expert advice, but you, lots of kitties. Tons. And some and more to come. semi-good advice. All right. With that being said, let's get started. We have our first question here. I don't read them first ahead of time, so I like to read the titles and be surprised. This one is titled, I don't like who I've become. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's a sad one. Okay. Hey, hey, Steve and Nikki. Wow. I almost said Nikki and Steve because that was the correct way to put it, that but this person is it. putting it in an incorrect way. It's my first time writing to you guys and definitely not my last. Thank you. Aww. And I just want to say that I've been a longtime JK fan basically since sophomore year of high school. Steve was and still is one of the funniest people I know oh, I've wow. ever come across on the internet. He has inspired me to see the humor in life. And I just hope some of Nikki's maturity and self-awareness rubs off on me through listening to these podcasts. I love that. You're so that. sweet. Thank you. I love that. Um, 
I'm the mature one. <laughs> well, I think everyone thinks that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Okay. I'm going to try to make this as short as possible while also trying to provide enough context. <clears throat> oh, by the way, I ate an almond and a piece of almond went in my throat earlier today. Very mature of you. <laughs> if you hear me coughing, it's not the, it's not the COVID. No, that's it very true. It is an, a piece of almond okay. in my throat. Good to know. Thanks that for That just happened right before. Okay. Um, here we go. So I'm going to try to make this as short as possible while also trying to provide enough context. Growing up, I never had a problem with making friends. I grew up in a very small town and after a while I befriended pretty much the entire school from elementary up till junior high. The beginning of high school was rough because I'm not the best at adapting to change and some major negative changes happened within my seventh grade year. My grandpa died, my mom and dad got divorced, my family had to move out of the house I grew up in and my first girlfriend broke up with me after ditching uh, me on my first day, on our first date. Oh man. Dang, that is a lot to deal with, especially at that age. Sorry, bud. Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> But because most of my junior high friends went to the same high school as me and they had no problem making friends, I ended up slowly befriending a majority of the school again. Damn. Okay, cool. Yo, you. Look at you go. Well done. During senior year, I became very socially anxious, but again, thanks to my friends, they helped me through it. I'm now a 21-year-old in this in his third year of college, and I am the only one out of my close friends who decided to go. I wanted to become a software developer and figured this was the best path. I now find myself in the same situation as the beginning of high school, but with more anxiety and no friends around me. The only friends I do have back at home have been with me since kindergarten, and honestly, I'm not as good of a friend to them as I used to be. We're still really close, but I feel like I don't really deserve to dump something like this on them because of how little I've been interacting with them. I've just been isolating myself a lot and have, haven't really been around people lately. I've always had a problem opening up to people and being myself. I overthink pretty much everything, which has led me to great success in school and sports, but now ruins me socially. I usually just overanalyze everything when talking to new people and always end up thinking that they're judging the fuck out of me because I don't sound or act how I look. Huh. I wonder what that what that means he's okay. overanalyzing i had a major glow up during the pandemic and i'm not used to people staring at me or girls coming up to me to get my number and i feel like if i talk to them they can see right through how i look and can tell i'm kind of lame compared to what they expected this also goes for guys who are trying to be my friend like i feel like i don't measure up to most of the people i find myself around and never feel like i really belong Way to call yourself really hot. He's calling himself hot, but he's saying like, <laughs> but, like but I'm kind of dull. But I'm a nerdy. I'm a little I'm bit ner- dull. I'm a nerd, though. You know what? Stop turning everyone on. Yeah, you're hot, Honestly. dude. You're fucking hot, bro. Um, Like hot hot guys that are secret nerds are Love like, Love it. like makes you hotter. Like, lickable shut, abs, bro. Shut up. I thought you were going to say lickable ass. <laughs> hey, probably <laughs> that, that too. too. Probably. I've been trying to work inwardly by meditating, reading, learning more about myself and going to the gym. My anxiety has been going down, but whenever someone approaches me, whether it's with the intent of friendship or more, then I uh, I find myself self-sabotaging and regressing on my self-improvement. I try to be as self-aware as I can and you usually realize that I'm self-sabotaging, but I don't know how to fix it. For instance, one of the things I do is I lose my appetite and I stop eating even though I'm trying to gain weight. My awareness <laughs> doesn't change the fact that even thinking of food is that 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 time makes me feel sick and i know this is probably an incredibly stupid way to react to someone trying to create some sort of relationship with me especially since it's something i want but i still do it i also realize that i might have imposter syndrome i feel like since i've been coming i'm a bad friend of my longtime friends why should i deserve to try and make new ones i'm also a virgin and i feel like girls would be disappointed if i let them know but i also don't want to lie and have their expectations be higher (laughs) oh my goodness dude you're not lying you're giving me anxiety not telling them you're a virgin (laughs) but that's not a lie i'm also not 
really looking for a relationship because I believe I'm not mentally ready for something like that yet. I feel like I'm pretty aware of most of my problems within this topic, but I still find myself not taking certain steps to fix them. I believe it might be because of fear. I guess I have multiple questions. One, what can I do to force myself to talk to people? I'm reading a book called Willpower Doesn't Work. And from what I believe, I just need to create an environment around me where I have no choice but to talk to people. But the most comfortable place I feel is on the basketball court. Yet I had to give that up because of my other fitness goals. Also, am I going down the right path of improving my anxiety and making friends? If not, what should I do differently? And how do I stay consistent in improving these things? Any additional tips are appreciated. Patrick, P.S. Thank you so much for reading this. I know I said I was going to keep it short, but I really tried. I just hope this wasn't too long. I still have many other questions involving religion, taking risks, and your favorite <laughs> relationships. But this was the most pressing. Let me know which question you'd like for me to ask next. But honestly, I'm going to end up asking all of them anyway. Oh, and I forgot to mention that I, I understand I need therapy. And really, what, that was the first thing I was going to say. Yeah. And really would like to start going, but I'm extremely broke. Is there any way I can get to a good therapist on a budget? Or will I have to be insane until I have a good amount matter. of money? Fact, yes. We are sponsored by Talkspace. That's right. So if you are looking for some professional help from a licensed therapist, listen, there's an ad that we do. So you listen to that, but there's yeah. a code and a link and all that stuff. But that is basically the monthly cost of that is what it would take, uh, what it would you would normally pay for like an hour of a therapist time. Yeah, so sure. it's a really good deal, especially if you just need to talk to someone about these these things, someone so professional. That, yeah, we do agree first and foremost, but it sounds like you uh, just, you know, you already know, you're, you're, you're just an overthinker. Yeah. And so you're actively overthinking during social situations, which, um, you know, you feel like is making you seem like a total weirdo, but nobody knows, bud. And I think you've also <laughs> kind of made the overthinker aspect of you like your identity and i think like you are talking you're you're talking about it so much in this that i and i i, I like that you're self-aware yeah but also you're kind of like reiterating to yourself that you're an overthinker and that's why this is happening because you're overthinking everything and then it's making you overthink that you're overthinking and then you're overthinking that and they're and but people don't know yeah the people aren't paying People aren't uh, walking up to you with a magnifying uh, glass. Yeah, they're they're not noticing all the things that you think you're giving off. Right, that's first. That's the first thing you kind of have to accept, um, or that I think will help you with this is just knowing that because, dude, in your formative years, I'll never forget. You're in high school yeah. and you have like a zit on your cheek, and you're like literally everybody in the entire school is going to see this. Yeah, and honestly, bro, ain't nobody thinking about it but you. Yeah, if so, you think about it this way. <clears throat> that most people are busy thinking about how they're looking to other people. Yes. So like they're not even looking at, at you or they're not even, scru no. they're not scrutinizing you nearly as hard as you think they are. They and don't have time. Also, I think that you probably need to embrace who you are as a person and like learn to fall in love with that because then that way, it's like, who cares if people see the real you? You like the real you. You love the real you. Well, you're still generating the real you, too. Like, it sounds like you had to glow up during the pandemic, and now you're yeah. kind of coming to terms with the new you already. So you have to, you're building yourself out. You're very young. Yeah. So you, so build yourself out. You don't exactly know who the fuck you are. And that's kind of a beautiful thing sometimes. Like, if you choose to see it as a, as a good thing instead of like this, oh no, I'm not fully formed. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know? But also, like, I don't like that you call yourself lame. Like, I, think that there's things about you that are probably like really interesting to people and so i want you to figure out what those things are like the things that 
and don't say nothing. They're like, they, they, there's things about you that are interesting. Well, there's a beauty in and lame you bring too. Bring that to right? your table. The there, table. There really is a beauty in lame where you can be, um, you know, self-effacing about things. Yeah. Like it's like, you know, oh, I, I, I was just telling a story on JK recently about when I was, in, um, you know. 13 14 years old i was i was in the i played a video game called team fortress classic and i was in like this clan and we like kicked ass and stuff you were in a clan yeah i was in a clan okay it was part of a a league right so like your group of people competes in the league and then you're hopefully go up the ladder and stuff right okay but i was so lame (laughs) that i was playing this game and i was one of the best players in the world at it at the time according to this ranking system that who knows how that that all got charted out right yeah but like it's there's something so uh funny about how much i cared about that game and like how lame i was like i was telling a story about how like i you know my team was like down by two flags yeah and we we were running out of time, and my, my my offense wasn't listening to me, so I threw my headset, and I just did it myself. And, you know, telling that story, telling that story, it's it's kind of a funny thing, because it's like, that is probably where I peaked in any sport, because I, I actually did it myself and, like, yeah. succeeded for my like team. a team captain. It was a team captain, yeah. yeah but, but, like, it doesn't fucking matter at all. <laughs> like that did nothing for anything yeah. in the world at all like no one just, will ever recognize you yeah a that. little moment of joy where <clears throat> i for some reason was in the zone and i was able to like perform in this game to the perfect in the perfect way i could have ever played this game and how shitty is that and how lame is that and how funny is that and that's kind of where i see things in life anyway yeah so it's, like it's you have to like laugh at it exactly like, and you have to not take yourself so seriously exactly. like, instead of like looking outside yourself and being like oh that's so lame like what a lame ass like you're like it's funny it's yeah, hilarious dude, half of the shit that i love this chick for yeah i was just gonna bring that up all her weird ass fucking lame things i it's so endearing i mean i'm pretty cool so like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah my bad, my it's bad. not very lame but like you know yeah no, for sure. And the bad. concept still stands, even though, like, what I do is, like, really <coughs> cool. <clears throat> Sorry, that was an almond. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, but exactly. It, it. So, you know, hey, you gotta you gotta lighten up a little bit over there. Not that you're not. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, it'll help you to lean that way, I think. Like, just, and you say you're trying to look at life a little more the way I do. I promise you, bro, not taking yourself too seriously is the starting uh, pistol for that. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and then also just, like, like how you liked the game you were playing so like embrace it yeah. you know like it whatever mm-hmm. you like to do there's someone mm-hmm. that's interested in that that too and i always like hearing i mean dude there's so much weird shit that i watch on youtube but i love hearing people who are super interested in something talk about yeah it. it's interesting like even yeah. if you know nothing about the subject i, I almost always know nothing about <laughs> it and i'm always so much fascinated i, I by listened it. to this girl talk about ancient history for like four hours today <laughs> shit yeah like because she was so passionate about it and i was like damn i didn't even think i cared about any history at all and then <laughs> Um, she's talking about like all this ancient technology like I get really bored in museums but she was like bringing up things that are in museums that I'm like that's wild like I never thought about it the way I just like when I think of museums I'm like this is old stuff and I just don't care but she was so passionate and it made me like really into it and she was talking about really nerdy things but she was attractive 
and like she probably grew up very nerdy and like went through a glow up or whatever but it doesn't people don't see her and go oh she's attractive but she talks about all this nerd shit no yeah like it's not like that like so whatever you are into and you like went through this glow up if someone's attracted to you the girls are going up getting your number yeah come on bro like don't be like oh but i'm really lame like they, you know, i have you a lame have phone s- number they, the girls come up to me and they found out i have a lame phone number no <laughs> yeah so i think you definitely just need to talk to someone if you don't want to talk to your old friends and also you don't need to feel guilty they're your friends they're your friends they're still your friends yeah um, that too also you don't know who out there um will shine when it comes to um, wanting to help you yeah you, you just don't know there are people that like that's their they're calling yeah like steve like everyone goes to steve for help sometimes my friends go to steve for help because they come to me and i'm like i can only give you like i can give you so much but like steve's really good at like going into depth of like whatever this is preposterous it, only if your friends need help with uh, that video game Oh, true. Sorry. That's, that's what I'm I shine. didn't mean to expose anything that's, lame that's that you do, like helping people. Just call me lame. Uh, but no, yeah, look, it, it's, it, you just don't know when someone's going to be activated and then they're just going to know yeah, what to say no to you. Yeah, because no one would have expected you to be that. They still don't. Yeah, they don't because you're not, yeah. for sure. Well, yeah, no, but exa- I think I think us doing this show helped with that because, like, yeah. I just turn it on outside of the show and then, yeah. you know, but yeah, doing this show, I can really talk and expand about, you know, my, the way that I, do life yeah but yeah i know i look i um so i feel very fortunate that we get to do the show because i i like to open up and stuff and help people with stuff yeah but yeah i hope hey bro you you just gotta apply uh some ice to your uh water every day you know what i mean just chill out a little bit does being a virgin really affect confidence as a dude bro first of all you're not lying to anybody being a virgin if somebody wants to have sex with you they're not like yeah they're not signing up for like the you hey i got the manual in my pocket you know what i mean they're signing yeah. up for, because they want to have sex with you it's not some it's not some dark secret that you have to like keep from them you don't have to burden them with that either i wouldn't do that dude i would just do your thing yeah um first of all secondly there is something with dudes for some reason i think honestly it just gets built up in media mostly like with movies and shit right where it's like you're like wait you're a virgin yeah and then every and then the record scratches and then and it's like an insult sometimes it's like, an insult and yeah exactly but i'm i'm just sorry i'm just walking myself <laughs> through if i was a dude at 21 mm-hmm. like and me and this girl are make, making out and then but i've never done that before yeah Vaginas are fucking weird, dude. Like I, I think I would be freaked out as a dude that has never done it before. Like I get why you'd be like freaked out by Not it. Not to brag, but you just kind of know what to do. Shut up. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're so stupid. It just takes over. Dude. You just get on the floor of you a just, sticky ass movie theater. You just know. You just know in X Men Two, X Men United, you're about to bring it home. <laughs> for the whole team, not I'm just so lucky. not just you, but for Logan, I'm so lucky for Scott. For Gene, you're bringing it home for all of them. I'm very lucky. I know. I know. I'm with the guy that knows what to do. I'm telling you. So, good luck out there, brother. Yeah. We're rooting for you. Please do check in. Please let it. Hey, you got a religious question. I don't think we've ever had one before. I don't think we. I don't know about religious. I don't really like religion. Religion and politics are very divisive. Let's go hyper politics. Unless it's like, hey, my friends don't like me because of my religion. What should I do? Be like, get new friends. Like no, no, no. That. I want to literally judge your religion and tell you to get a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. 
This uh, one is titled <laughs> Advice on Being Incredibly Unsure. See? No one knows what they're doing. Yeah, nobody out there knows That's what they're what doing. That's what this show was what we right. created because it's like, it's like some shit they don't tell you. They don't tell you shit. They don't. No one came with, to Earth with a manual. Except for Steve, apparently, in the sex department. He you just says, know what to do. You just know what to do. It just latently comes to you. You're gifted. Okay. Advice on being incredibly unsure. Hey, Nikki and Steve. I'm a huge fan of your show, and I love the advice you give. I've definitely taken some of your advice to heart, so I'm hoping you might have some insight on my situation. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Uh, my fiance and I have been together for eight years, engaged for three, which is part of the issue, and we're happy together. And we're happy together. Wait. Okay, engaged for three was part of this that issue. That makes sense. So and we're having it's a long engagement. Okay, okay, okay. A few, but yeah, but the pandemic. Okay, anyway, yeah. a few years ago, we moved across provinces to work with his, uh, with his family, and it and it ended very badly. Okay, provinces is that can Canadian? Canadian, perhaps. Okay, mm. Mm. Canada, eh? From the great north. Uh, it was a lot of lying and bullying from them, and it was just awful. What? That's weird. Okay. Those family members were not well received by the rest of the family and um, they give me anxiety and just bad vibes in general. But my fiance has made amends with them, which I mean, good for him, but I can't do that. My fiance wants to try working there again, but after the time, money, stress, anxiety, and entire situation, I'm incredibly hesitant to go. But if I bring it up with him, he shuts down and he gets upset and tells me that his that's his plan and that's it. I would much rather get married here with our family and friends, but he's putting it off because he wants to move and has no time to focus on marriage, quote unquote. Huh. I don't want to lose him, but I feel so at odds with it all. Do I just buck up and go along with this and hope it's for the best and it works out well, even though that's the only family I'll have out there? He told me he's going with with or without me. Oh, my gosh. And that hurt a lot, too. I think he has some deep-rooted family issues, and that's why he's so determined to prove himself out there. I want to support him, but I can't forget what happened. Any advice is very greatly appreciated, and I love you guys and your show. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, wow. Yeah, I get don't feel good about this. No. I don't You don't I don't do ultimatums like this. Yeah, this is definitely an ultimatum. And when you're getting married, you literally like become like your decision making is a unit. Yeah. Like you don't get to be like, Well, that's my Tough plan. Shit. Uh and I'm Tough going with or without you. Shit. Okay, so that's not a marriage. No, correct. Um so <clears throat> yeah, I would be really hurt and scared too about that and hesitant yeah and what kind of what nikki was just saying like it, that sounds restrictive right it's like you're in a marriage <clears throat> you want to make a decision yeah you have to decide together but what's kind of awesome about that actually is that it makes you you're you're going to make a decision right on your own perhaps yeah. and then you go to your partner and then that way you're going to make a stronger decision. Like you, yeah. you you're going to have two people's input, two, two people's reasoning and logic and like yeah. values. And like, I don't know, it's just really beneficial. I think like for when you're with your right person, it just doesn't sound like he's respecting her feelings about the situation, about how like his family kind of bullied her. He's not performing like the unit. And like, just because he made amends. Yeah, exactly. exactly. And like, I think this is just like a disrespect thing. Like, yes. I wouldn't feel comfortable marrying somebody who I felt didn't respect me. Yeah, and if you're not gonna have my back with with family, yeah, then well, I mean, what's like, the point? Like, you should be first priority. Yep. With your your spouse. Yep. I would wreck any of my family who's stepping on you. Yeah. Everybody knows that. I mean, like, I love. We both are family people. You know, yeah. we both love our families, but like. 
this is my family. Mm-hmm. Like the, Steve is my family now. Like I, once you get married, like that is your new family unit. So <laughs> that's your like core family yeah. that you're protecting. So yeah, it, that, that's why it's, I don't, I don't really take marriage lightly. You know, I, I know like a lot of people, like it's hard because it's like people, there's people on two, both sides of this spectrum where like, um, there's people like that are like marriage is an institution and, no one should get married. And then there's people that are like, my whole dream and everything in my life revolves around one day getting married. Like that's like a life goal. And so then instead of, you know, taking their time to select a partner that's right for them and that they they make sound decisions together, they just rush into like getting married for the sake of marking that milestone off. Like I got, yes, I wedding check. My life is on track. So I think it's good that this engagement is taking longer and that you're taking your time to consider things like this because yeah, you feel lucky because you get to test it a little bit. Yeah, because this is, in my opinion, not okay as a foundation of marriage. No, this guy has to have your back with family. I mean, that's just, I mean, look, if he doesn't have your back with family, that's like the number one place where you need to have somebody's back. Like, because I think that's going to be the hardest thing, right? Yeah. That that would be the that would be the hardest place to have to defend your person. And on top of that, it's like going to be their their work and livelihood is working with them again right. after it didn't work out the first time. Yeah, man. I don't know. I don't know the whole situation of what went down with the working and stuff. So maybe there's, you know, another perspective to this situation, but. But because it's, it's your, it's his family. Yeah. It's on him <laughs> to sit his family down and try to figure this out where yeah. it's like, Hey, you can't disrespect my chick yeah and we need to figure out what the hell is going on like how can we fix this going forward like how do we mediate this situation Mm -hmm. and while having your back and not being like see like you know obviously what she's doing is wrong so how do we like no no no. you're there to have her back you're her you're her um champion yeah exactly so i agree um yeah so what do we what do what's the I don't want to hit the breakup button. No, I don't want to hit the breakup button. But he I needs, just think he that, needs a little bit of a wake up call. I think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's no like. Well, I'm going with her without you. Like, imagine no, me saying that. Never. Like, so how are you gonna get married, bro? If you like, if it's if you're with her with my way the highway. No, he needs to know, know. He just needs to know a little bit more about what your standards are. So it's like, hey, look, I need this mm-hmm. from you. Yeah, and I like that you I like that you took the time to say that um I think he has some deep rooted family issues and that's why he's so determined to prove himself out there. I want to support him, but I can't forget what happened. I think like coming from the support angle is good mm-hmm. and working out a solution that involves him you know working with these family issues, like working through these family issues without having to compromise your boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So I hope that I hope that helps. And I don't know what else. To say. I feel like that. No, that is what needs to happen. I yeah. think it's, it's pretty straightforward, honestly. Yeah. On that note, we are going to take our first break. Well, our only break, but we are going to take a break. And when we come back, we are going to answer more of your questions. Yay! Yay! We'll Thank burps. you for sending. We will burps. burps. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully 
done things around the home that I think look good and then a bang in the night and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home and I can tell you, I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out a huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're, like, kind of desperate. We're giving shout-outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So, huge shout-out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout-out right now to Mark. Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> Hello, we're back. Hopefully you bought whatever we told you to buy. Yay. Um, next question on the list. This one is a... Oh, this one's a Patreon question. Oops, I was supposed to put this in the front. Damn it. Sorry, I messed up, but we're still getting to it. This, this is like the first episode that we're doing before when I... I mean... It's a fact. This question. That's okay. a fact. Anyway, this is a Patreon question. So thank you. If you are part of our Patreon, you are guaranteed to have your question featured on this show. Um, hello, my name is Chloe, and I've been listening to uh, Shit They Don't Tell You since the very start, and I joined the Patreon as soon as the jewelry early access was involved. I have three cats and eat all the cat jewelry. Thank you so much. We no. I have a jewelry line called Kittens and Coffee. I make, actually, this is from Kittens and Coffee. It's like kitten, cat stuff, cat jewelry, crystals, all kinds of stuff. Only three cats? Yeah, she has only three cats. Let's get your cat numbers a up. A very up sparse amount of cats to have. I remember having three cats. I was like, whatever. It's I don't. Nothing. I skipped three and went from two to seven. That's and then true. I came and back down. You, you re- dialed it back. Pulled it back. Okay. I found Nikki through her Tasty Tuesday videos at some point and have enjoyed the different content she has been involved in since. Even top contender, Big Mood. <laughs> I also like when Steve is there. LOL. I look forward to Should They Don't Tell You and found so many of the topics very helpful. Thank you for watching, Yay, by the way. Thank you. I want to thank you guys for all your advice, especially when it comes to finances, mental health, and relationships. I married my high school sweetheart at 19. Way too young. Never should have made it. But here we are, 24. Breakup buttons probably still on the horizon. <laughs> Incredible. And we have, and um, I don't know if that's a joke or not. I don't either. I guess we'll find out. We have and continue to do a lot of learning and growing together. And both mine and his parents are not exactly example of strong, happy marriages. It might not be a joke. Yep. Uh, hearing how you all have navigated different challenges during your relationship has been really helpful as we try to challenge 
what we have learned about relationships as children. Oh, okay, now my actual question. My husband and I were raised in and have always lived in Oregon. I finished my bachelor's degree in psychology and social sciences in Portland in 2020. After working a couple of years in, in community mental health and a grueling application pro process, shout out to my therapist for tolerating me. I got offered a spot in the program to get my doctorate in counseling psychology. That's awesome. Tight. This is super exciting and I don't feel deserving at all, but here we are. The biggest thing is that the school is located in Pennsylvania, which feels worlds away from from Oregon. Oh yeah, that is far. All the way across. I have been sorting out the logistical things, found an apartment, got a graduate assistantship, renting a, a moving box, booked Airbnbs for the drive, etc. with ease, but I am having the worst anxiety paralysis about what to do before we go. Making plans to see friends and family for the, the quote unquote last time before we leave for at least five years is just not happening for me. I also have a tendency to lose contact with friends if they're not easily accessible. I call it my object permanent struggle. Thanks, ADHD. Oh, is that why? Huh. Anyway, I'll revisit that because I have a similar thing, but um, and maybe it's ADHD. Okay, so I feel like once I leave, I'm going to lose a lot of friends on accident. The Big Moon episode on High versus Low Moon, its friends really had me thinking about this even more. Okay, that's exactly what I was thinking about. So we did a an episode on Big Moon about High Maintenance versus Low Maintenance friends, and two of the girls really felt like they needed to be talking on the phone or seeing each other, like like, like frequently language, yeah. in, in order to feel like we're friends but like me and Gina were both like well like we still feel like friends even though we don't like talk or see each other all the time yeah. like because when we're there hanging out we're friends mm -hmm. so it, does, it feels weird it was like two completely different opinions and like I feel very strongly about my opinion and they feel very strongly well, about their some people just get drained differently yeah and well and, and I just like I feel like everybody's busy like when when I feel like when they're busy aren't they like focused on what they're doing that they're busy with like I'm not thinking about yeah my friends doing something else over here when I'm busy doing the thing in front of me I don't know maybe that is an ADHD thing I just never thought of it that way I thought everyone kind of did that but that's really good to know thank you very insightful anyway um i am also just having a ton of anxiety about starting over in a new state where we know no one luckily i will be going to school and will hopefully be finding some people in my uh in my cohort that i enjoy spending time with but i'm still just anxious about it all i was curious if you had any if you had any advice for moving away from friends family your home state what you know and starting somewhere starting over somewhere new is there anything you wish you had done before you left anything that has made it easier to make new friends and find new spots to hang out at i mean really any advice at all that you could think of based on your recent move would be amazing i'm incredibly excited to start this program and to hopefully be a cool and awesome therapist after and i'm sure everything will work out but at the same time it is scary anything you got to ease my worries even a little bit would be amazing also are there any crystals that would make driving my cats from oregon to pennsylvania not hell thank you guys for all your advice past and future chloe chloe thank you so much for writing chloe, nice First hey, of all, drug your cats. Yeah, drug those cats good. Um, also, the moving day will be very traumatizing for them anyway, so they might be very tired and not make a peep the entire time that you're driving. We recommend um, traumatizing them the entire day. Yeah. So that way, when you actually are moving and yeah. driving, they don't even make a fucking peep. <laughs> They're like, we're going They're exhausted. to the gas chambers. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, that wasn't on purpose. We're not, I'm not serious about like trying to traumatize your cats but um we the the i had gone to the vet beforehand um to get because steve's sister's a vet and she had to told us about this but basically there are 
like uh, drugs that you can give them to it's like a sedative yeah, but mellow, it's not like amount. it's not like those high crazy sedative that they use to you know give you know do medical procedures on them but it just mellows them out however they did say that it could have the adverse effect on some cats where they're like extremely hyper and freaked out by it uh luckily that wasn't our experience we had very mellowed out traumatized cats that were tired and didn't want to make a fuss at all when they're moving also covering their carriers and blankets oh yeah that helped too like covering them towels and stuff so they don't like freak out about like seeing their environment changing yes um another thing don't look at the um at the frontier and and see fear look at the frontier and see like adventure yeah exactly like you get to you get to go somewhere you get to meet people you get to make new friends you get to have new experiences you get to try out new restaurants and new places and find the, like the new favorite spot yeah like it's all you get to it's, it's not, exciting oh no I, I, you know for me that's what it was when we moved to vegas and and you know having a partner in crime too is really awesome yeah. already so you get to experience that with your person, and that's a fucking blast. The only thing I guess I would be a little worried about is I don't I and I I'm just saying this because I haven't heard any of his perspective. Like, what's he into? Is he gonna have stuff to do out there? Like, is he gonna have a job and like stuff that like a hobby or an interest or something that makes sense for him out there? Because not that it will stop your move, you guys at all. Like we, what we talked about in the last question, you guys have come to this decision together, and I really like that you guys are a team moving, and he's supportive of your your dream. And so, also, huge congrats! That's awesome. I'm so excited. I'm very yeah, excited seriously. and happy for you. Think about that excitement. Um, I only worry because okay. So there's one experience I had with an ex boyfriend that uh, we were together for three years and we moved to LA together and it was only an hour and a half away from our hometown, but it was our first time living outside of our parents' house, like uh, alone. Right. And he, I moved to LA cause I wanted to get into the further into the entertainment industry. I had been kind of commuting from Santa Barbara and like going to auditions, but I wanted just to live there, get an agent, like be like, be in it, be in the industry. And he moved to support like to be with me like to support me and um we were both working at the same restaurant at the time so there was a chain it was a chain and there was a location in la so we both got jobs at the same place which was cool but he he didn't have anything outside of work to do so he would just kind of like wait for me to come home and i um i was like if i wasn't working i was studying acting and i was doing acting things and and hanging out with other actors and like really just like a hundred percent focusing on that and like comedy shows and stand up and all that stuff. And, um, he was very supportive, but I feel like he didn't have his own identity and that was, it became like a problem, but I'm not saying that that's your guys' situation. I just didn't hear enough about your husband and I don't know if like, what are you going to do? I don't do? know if that's like the same thing. Um, the the other parts that you were asking about, though, um, I think, yeah, just embrace like the adventure of it. And don't think so much about like friends that you're leaving behind. I know it sucks, but I, I think you'll find new friends. You will. Like you'll you definitely will. find new friends. And if those friends that you're leaving behind really are your friends, 
friends and like uh they have the same friendship love language like we were talking about just now yes then it it really shouldn't matter like the distance apart because when you see each other again then you're your friends and you hang yep. out and it's like no time has passed right because that's how my friends and i that that don't i guess we do speak the same love language we don't like have the thing about where we need to be talking all the time constant engagement. yeah like yeah. we meet up and it's like no time has past so you're not losing them don't think about losing them i never felt like i was losing anybody Mm -hmm. um i will say that like when friends moved away from us like our like we had friends that moved to vegas i was really bummed because we used to hang out with them all the time every week yeah but then we moved to vegas and now we see them all the time again too and it's like no time has passed and they feel the same way about friendship that we do we're like yeah we're not we're always busy calling each other all week yeah (laughs) so I, I don't mean, know who has time for that. Definitely find people that share your your friendship style. Yes. Um and uh and then I think that you'll just naturally gravitate towards people who are interested in the same things as you. Like so the people that you're going to be spending the most time with, you'll probably find friends in that arena like in you a said. Mutual interest. Yeah, yeah, that's the best too cuz like you know, I talk to my little brother like all day, every day, because we're talking about something that we love, which yeah. is crypto, you know, so it's fun. Like it's, you know, talking to him is like easy mode forever. And like, he's like somebody that I check, like he, we check in with each other every single day yeah. in that way. So it's not draining. It's like, <laughs> it's like we're engaged yep. on a topic. Exactly. So if you have that with somebody, like it's really awesome. I mean, I even like have so many more poker friends now that I'm like just talking to all the time about what tournament they're doing or what poker, like what strategies or blah, blah, blah. I don't want to get into poker stuff, but, um, but that's what I mean is like, we moved to Vegas, no plans, like, like new two a couple people here knew like a, like a few groups of friends. Right. But like, other than that, like didn't really have, a plan other than like well, well we're gonna do our podcast here and we can we can continue doing the things that we were doing in la that was um, why we moved yeah but i could never have planned for how awesome it's been our neighbors are freaking awesome um the poker community that i got more involved with has been awesome and by the way those are some down-to-earth like cool so people cool like, if i wanted to just like you know outside looking in with no information yeah the stereotype would be a bunch of douchebags yeah and they're probably like better than people and they're like gambling addicts and stuff but they're the reality no like knowing these people it's so different i knew it too oh yeah it, it's, it has always reminded me of the beginning of stand-up comedy and yeah. like stand-up feels comedians like early feel like that like stand-ups are just like well at least the funny ones are like usually pretty self-aware and like kind of kind of half depressed and um yeah. but making light of it yeah and that's how that's how poker players are they're losing like a huge percentage of the time and they're very humbled by it and yeah. they're like kind of depressed but they're making light of it well those are the best people too when yeah. they're they're talking about the whole gamut right the wins yeah. and the losses like in fact the best poker players that we know based on like their success in the in the field they were just telling us about how the dry spells they were on and stuff yeah. and they ended up having a huge win recently so it's just you just don't know when it's going to come your yeah, way yeah and but, that mindset's really good yeah but that but you. that but that you know getting back to the friends thing yeah. it's just so cool to meet people of different flavors and to see how relatable they still are yeah and like i never would have i never could have planned in my wildest dreams that Same. that's how it would have ended up um, no chance. especially me a homebody like a 
uh, usually it's Steve making all the friends. Yeah. I'm, and then I get introduced to them. It's usually easy. It's easiest for me. And then now it's easy for Nikki. So yeah. it's like, yeah, let's go. I feel like I'm introducing him to more people. You are. And it's, and it's great, too, because we love hanging out with each other and i know that if i bring him like if we get invited to like a party and he doesn't know anybody there like he'll make friends instantly oh, yeah. with people yeah. so i just always had had that i just like to talk to people and i you know what it is i i really like just asking people questions about what they yeah, do about what they're I'm, into and i'm really like i was saying earlier in the podcast like I, I even if i don't know anything about it especially if i don't know anything about it like ask talking to people who are interested in what they're doing yeah it's super fascinating to me yeah Definitely. Like I was at this party at the, at the poker party that we were at and I was talking to just one of the cooks the whole time because he was like telling me about all the different ways he's doing barbecue and stuff. Nice. And I was like, that's fucking tight, dude. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm looking at getting a barbecue out here and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm definitely not an expert at it. So I'm like, yo, dude, show me some shit. What's going on with this? But it's just it's just cool that, you know, it's just cool when you meet people yeah. who are excited to answer you. Questions. So stay excited. Yeah, just be stay interested. Excited. That, hey, you want to know how to talk to people? Be interested. That that I, I, you know how I meet people all the time. Like you know, if you could, if you leave me alone anywhere, I'll, I'll probably like know like a bunch yeah. of people by the time you see me again. It's because I'm genuinely just interested. I'm yep. like, hey, what's going on with you? Like, what's yeah, what's that like? Oh, really? That's interesting. Like, I've met people. I've met a guy who fucking does demolition derby just out of nowhere. I had no idea. What? Yeah, but many years ago, I was thinking of yeah. the, like, the most interesting one. Right? Yeah, I was like, yo, what the fuck is that life like? Yeah, there's a lot of interesting people, especially in Vegas. I've met a lot of interesting people. Yes, playing poker, like there's people from all walks of life telling me their life story. I think that's one of my favorite aspects of live poker is like just these conversations like you yep. get to meet people from all over the world who are like traveling and like then you end up at a table with them and you're playing poker but then you're like like they're just there's a lot of interesting stories dude i know a 57 year old retired nypd cop and i met him at, at a casino at red rock yeah and like I talk to that guy all the time, and he's like, "Steve, we're getting the cryptos, huh? What are we, what are we getting these fucking cryptos?" He's like, "I know these banks; they don't want me to have my fucking money. Guess what? I'm still buying. I don't give a shit. I don't give a fuck." He does sound exactly like that. He's the best, dude. He's hilarious. He's so animated. He's so passionate. He's like spits coming out of his mouth. He's like, "They're not coming for my money. I know I got my money in the cryptos. I know what I'm doing with this shit." This guy's fucking hysterical, dude. I love it. Yeah, so just have fun. Be excited. Yeah, be excited. Stay excited. Be interested. Yeah. You, you want to make friends? Be interested in people and what they do. It's It really does just unlock the whole thing for you. Yeah. And congrats. That's yeah. awesome. I'm so excited for you. Let us know how it goes, by the way. Uh, okay, their next one is called Cheesy Compliments from a Tipsy Fan with No Identity. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, Nikki and Steve. Queso here. Longtime listener and fan oh, of your work. Oh, we know you, Queso. Let's start with the compliments. I first found out about Nikki all the way back with the Tipsy Bartender days, and she quickly became one of my favorite YouTube personalities. I later fell in love with your t your Tasty Tuesday series as I found my love of Vegas baking from your show. Nice. Aw. That's so awesome. Thank you. Um, Steve took me a bit longer, but his antics on JK and, and as the Tasty Tuesday Man locked him in. Thank you. you two are truly an amazing power couple, especially now that Nikki is slaying the poker world. That's I will beat you one of these days. You will. Just keep this practicing. This is Senior keep practicing. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, it's got to be. He didn't. I didn't know it was a Patreon question, but yeah. shout out to you, Definitely Senior Conqueso. He has eked out some wins in this poker oh, tournament. Yeah. You have... I'm pretty sure and you want a sticky me. stream too. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, so, no, he won the sticky stream like the game. Yeah, the, ga- yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, sticky yeah. king. Yeah, before doing the poker. Okay. I know y'all don't like long emails, so let's sum everything up. Nice. Thank you. I'm a 30-year-old bisexual man that can't seem to find his place in life. Over the last few years, I've been working on myself, probing my mind for answers. Without getting too much into it, I have three siblings, one older biological brother, and two half-siblings. My parents divorced when I was 10, and to deal with the trauma, my brain projected a very chaotic, verbally abusive household. That turns out to not be 100% true, as they divorced because they never communicated with each other. While I am still close with my biological parents, after 20 years, my stepdad still refers to my brother and I as his as the ex's kids. Aww. Wow. That's, that's too bad. That's like the fucking Harry Potter family, dude. Now, to my brother, we have a very complicated relationship. Due to the pandemic, we had to move in together, and it has been chaotic, to say the very least. We are very different people, but because we live and are near the same age, she's two years older, we are just, like, lumped to lumped into slash referred to as one unit. I hate this. Mm. Here's the problem. My brother has a rare neurological cardiovascular syndrome that basically stopped his brain from aging at 15. While he can physically work and basically operate as a human being, he's been living off my mom's per. per- strings for the last three years his syndrome causes his mood swings to swing from extremes to give you an idea i was just talking yesterday yesterday to him about starting a new job he went from casual to trying to hit me with a chair in 20 seconds oh my gosh he also has no concept of living uh, of living as an adult so i'm essentially living with children that i hate oh my gosh does that mean if he's always 15 in his brain yeah that means he's always fucking good at Fortnite. yes because you know how your skills degrade Here's my main question. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it wrong for me to toss away my foundation and go pursue my major goals? While rent is cheap and allows me freedom, my brain can't help but want to fly away. I do plan on going to zero contact with my brother, even possibly my dad, since he says that it's now my turn to take care of my brother, and I had two years to go and live my college, my life in college already. For context, I did live in Vegas for a few years for school, and my mom got a stress sickness as a result. I came back to help, but stayed because my dad blamed my mom's sickness on me not being around. Oh my God. Gosh, I honestly think I'm just looking for confirmation from an outsider looking in that I'm doing the right thing for me, even if I have to start over and choose my own path. Thanks for reading, and I hope that y'all say it. slay the day, Queso. <coughs> Thanks for writing, Queso. Awesome, Queso. Good to hear a little bit more about you, bro. Yeah. Um, I think you. I think you already know what you're doing. Yeah, it sounds I, like you got, I the good, absolutely you got the right plan. Think that this is this is your confirmation from an outsider looking in. You are absolutely on the right path yeah. doing the right thing it's a mature call i think that you you ultimately have to choose the things that are going to make your life happy because you only get the one life so a lot of people fall into this guilt trap of like well like if you know but then they need me and like my dad says it's my turn to take care of the rest. no fuck that if it doesn't line up with like your life experience because you only get this one life like that you remember yeah i think you know reincarnation might yeah. exist but yeah. um but you only get to remember this one so i think you were put here to fulfill that purpose of like whatever that is i think that makes sense too because uh i know he's spoken before about how he's writing a book oh yeah and i think that that's maybe has been his escape from his like hectic real life yeah like he can like maybe and I'm just guessing here, sir. Uh, but maybe you can like recede into this place. And I and I think that, you know, use that, man. Use that place, that little creative place to propel you. I really do think that, you know, you're like, like I said, Nikki, like what you just read, uh, what Nikki just read, you know what you're doing, bro. You already know what you're doing. Like, you know, your, your instincts are dead on. 
you know, and then, you know, you're writing your book and stuff. So just keep at it, man. It sounds like you're really handling all this in a really productive way, which is amazing and very mature. Yeah, definitely. And um, gosh, family issues just get so hard because like you can't pick your family and then like you feel obligated to, you know, be with them, even though it's just really chaotic. And I think it's this is like a uh, one of the times in your life where you're gonna just have to learn how to set some boundaries yeah absolutely yeah absolutely oh wait let me just make sure i got everything is it wrong to toss away my foundation and go pursue my major goals i wouldn't think of this as your foundation either no way you're gonna create a new foundation for sure and and that's gonna be in alignment with your goals so right now what you're going through is like finding your footing and i don't okay you said 30 years old but i think that you know, like everyone's on their own path. So don't go like, oh, I should have had this figured out by now. Like, no, you're just still in the finding your footing phase and that's fine. Like it, people start, it time. They, people find their life purpose and like their, their thing, like at 40, 40, 50, 60, yep. even 60 years old, like yep. maybe even later. I don't know. But like, I think I'm constantly re finding new, like diff- completely different paths absolutely like i'm like always you. like reinventing you just did it like myself. fucking six months and ago and i don't choose to i just just happens and i just embrace it because that's just where i'm being guided at that point in my life yep. and i think that there's this thing that people go through and and people can stay stuck when they're like well i'm supposed to do this mm-hmm. even though i'm being guided over here but like I'm supposed to do this. I'll force this. And there's like a, yeah. So you like f- get in this trap of supposed to, and then you're doing all the things right because you're doing what you're supposed to do, but it doesn't feel right because it's actually not what you're supposed to do. It it's was like, a plan, but it was a bad plan. It was like what people told you you were supposed to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like you just grew up thinking that it was what you're supposed to do. And you're like, like this, you're not plan. alone in that, in that issue. I think a lot of people just go along with life feeling like they did everything that they were supposed to do. So why does it not feel right? Exactly. Why does it still not feel right? I, I went to college. I got my degree. I'm here moving. I moved out. I got my own apartment. I don't feel like I know what I'm doing. I feel stuck. I feel like I haven't found my place because you just haven't allowed yourself to explore outside of that realm of what people tell you you're supposed exactly. to do. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think that's what you're kind of stuck in. And I don't think that it's leaving your foundation at all. I think that you are establishing your foundation. And you're already doing it. And you have a very mature head on your shoulders. Yeah. So you'll be pretty Gucci, I think. Especially you already decided you want zero contact with your brother. So like that's already made mm-hmm. up. You're, you're made up your mind there. So that's good. Um, rent is cheap and allows me freedom. My brain can't help but wanting to fly away. Yeah, just don't don't think about don't think about the price tag of like, rent saving you money it, it saves you money but it costs your soul yeah dude. so like the misery ain't worth and, the price and tag stress is has a huge impact on health and people underestimate how much of an impact stress has on your health stress is like the number one contributing factor to diseases and like 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 long lasting like um you know you know muscular breakdown sure. like things like just in your body just shutting down and not working very well it's like a lot to do with stress and so even though you're saving money it just isn't worth it in the long run because if you don't have your health you don't what do you you don't have anything and so um you're actually saving you're actually saving money by 
leaving in the long run because exactly. it saves your health. Um, <clears throat> what else? What else did you ask? No, I think, that, I think that that's it, it right? Yeah. Your dad wants you to take care of your brother. You lived in Vegas for a few years. I don't know where you are now, but you came back to help but stayed because my dad blamed my mom's sickness on me not being around. Yeah. Yeah, I think you can still help out and, and be like there without them being dependent on you, you know? Like still help out on your own time. And I hope that that helps. You are yes, on the right path. I hope that that's your confirmation. And just stay doing the things that bring you joy and that you feel like guided towards doing and not think about like the how, like how am I going to do that though? But then don't think about that. Think about just that you're going to do yeah, that for sure. thing. Um, yeah, I hope that helps. Leap in the net will catch you. There you go. That kind of vibe. All right. Well, I think that is the end of our show. We do have a couple more questions here, which I will get to on the next Ask Us Anything episode. If you have a question yeah. you would like to ask in that for that episode, feel free to write it to podcast at Nikki.limo. That's podcast at N-I-K-K-I.L-A-M-O. And if you are a member of our Patreon, like two of these questions were, you will definitely get featured. Um, just let me know. That's right. Patreon.com slash sticky. Yeah. And um, check out our sponsors. Exactly. We love you. Yeah. Exactly. We love them. Yeah. Um, subscribe, leave us a rating, do all that stuff. And thank you for listening to mm -hmm. some non expert advice today. Hope it helped everyone. And we will see you on the next one. Bye. Bye bye. -bye.